And now, back to James Watson's interview. That was professional, right? Drive safe, text win home with your human host, Josh Matthews. Okay, so during quarantine, yeah, um, my wife and I, you know, obviously we weren't going out to restaurants. We weren't exactly. doing anything. We were all, we're eating every meal at home, you know, and that's not something I'm used to. I, yeah. I love, I love to eat and I love to go out to eat. Like I went like three months without eating pizza from the outside world. And I fucking hated every minute of it. Dude, same like, here. <laughs> and so like, I got to become very friendly with my grill. <laughs> and so like, I would like grill hamburgers, chicken steaks and all that shit. And somehow like I made, Oh, I actually cooked something inside, like in the oven. Oh, okay. I had looked, I had looked up a recipe online. I've never, I, I, my wife is an amazing cook. She's Italian. So she makes amazing Italian food. Oh, dude. She's a vegetarian on top of all of it, but she like, she's like no big deal. Like, you know, cooking meat stuff for me and like handling, oh, okay. handling that type of stuff. Like, you know, some people don't even like want to handle that. So it's exactly. Like, yeah. She does all like the cooking and the baking and all that stuff. So one day I was working and I, you know, I was like, we've got some chicken in the fridge that needs cooked. What can I do? Cool. So I looked up this like barbecued uh, bacon wrapped chicken thigh recipe. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this seems easy as fuck to do. So <laughs> I went downstairs and I st- like after work, I clocked out. I walked straight downstairs washed my hands, got all the stuff prepped out on the table, started making it. And she's like, whoa, what are you doing? And I was like, I "I found this recipe and I want to try it. She was like, holy shit, I have to document this. So like, she like started taking pictures of me, like in the kitchen, like getting all this, getting all this stuff prepared. She's like, she's like, no one's going to believe that you're in the kitchen doing anything. And I was like, I... I said, I can't believe I'm in the kitchen doing this. Like, I, I just got the itch and I'm going to do it. She's like, she's like, go get it, babe. And I was like, all right. So I, I put it all together, put it in the oven. It turned out okay. But like when it came out of the oven, like I was so fucking proud that I, I like posted it to my personal Facebook. And I was like, I always call people bing bongs. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I was like, this total doofus chef bing bong created this chicken <laughs> recipe tonight and i hope you all like it and enjoy it and i posted it on my facebook and um then like w- you know i ended up saying it on a video for you know something and somebody was like oh shit chef and they started calling me chef like i was like hey yo chef bing bong here cooking out some shit like <laughs> dude yeah just hanging out and like everybody started calling me chef like ever since then so it's it's stuck and uh i love it it's it's so funny dude no that that's amazing because like because like when when he sent me your your profile i was like chef bing bong like i was like like usually it would be like something vinyl or something totally different and i was like now i because I, I i didn't write that down but i wanted to ask you so bad yeah dude that's that's uh that's where it came from just like cooking that chicken man i, I was so proud so, uh, but the funny thing is, is I haven't done anything in the oven since that day. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, uh, I was like, I'll stick, I'll stick to the grill. Like it turned out good, but it was like, I, 
I love the way that stuff comes off the grill and the way it tastes. So I was like, I'm just going to stick with the grill and that's what I'm good at. <laughs> dude, 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 it's, it's cool that you say that because like during quarantine, like I had literally never grilled anything in my life. And like, uh, my dad was like, Hey, you want to try it? And I was like, yeah, totally. I want to, I just want to like, because I've, because like, like I'm a dad also. So people, people, oh, okay. always, people always are like, like, they're like, Oh, would you grill? It's like, dude, I've never done. It. And they're like, you're not a dad then. Like you can't <laughs> officially be called a dad unless you grill. And, <laughs> and when I started, <laughs> so I started, I did it and I was like, Oh, this is fun. And then like, I yeah. made some like, just hamburgers the other day. And like, like I was like, these are like the best hamburgers I've ever had. And like, and like, and I wasn't like, like being like, like even my brother said like, these are amazing. And I'm like, right. Like I'm so stoked. Like, I can't believe I made this. And like, it's, oh, it's dude. such a satisfying thing to, to know that you like, I grilled this, like I cooked this and I yes. didn't give anybody diarrhea because of yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the biggest thing is like, if you didn't shit your pants after you ate my meal, like I am stoked. <laughs> Dude. Like hands down, I'm I'm I feel like the chef of the universe. <laughs> dude, that that should literally be like on a checklist for anyone, dude. Like it's like, oh, did you shit your pants? Oh no, you didn't. Then I'm in, dude. Yeah, like, yeah, I then then we had a good dinner. Like yeah. you know, totally. <laughs> Yeah, that's how that's how that nickname came came about. And um, actually, my vinyl um, um, my vinyl page actually used to be called Ectoplasmic Wax. Oh, dude, that sounds awesome. Um, because I'm a big, I'm a huge Ghostbusters fan. And dude, um, how can you not be? They're, they're right. ama- amazing. And so that's it. I wanted to come up with like a cool like vinyl name. Like I follow these like really awesome accounts. Like. You know, most of them have vinyl in the name, like yeah. Vinyl Sunday or like the Empire Strikes Wax. And oh, like, dude, that was amazing. Yeah. And like Earth Crawler and like, <laughs> I'm like, dude, I, you know, King of the Hill. Like, I was like, dude, that's <laughs> yeah. a, like taking your name and taking it to a whole new level with your, your username. It's like I followed all these great accounts and like i was like i have to come up with something clever like i you know i gotta have something cool and then uh ectoplasmic wax like ectoplasm like stuck out my head one day and i was like yeah ectoplasmic wax sounds like a fucking cool name so like yes that's that's how that that ended up ended up being the case um i think you had some vinyl questions. I, I wanted to get to those if you don't mind. Oh, dude, you know what? No, like, like I hate that because I, I've done that before. It's like just because like the way you were talking about like the trivium thing, it just felt like the perfect way to wrap up. But like, dude, no, I'm so glad. Please keep going. Like, 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 like. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I, I'm, I'm cool with it. Like, I, I hope that people listening are really enjoying it. Like, but uh, I love talking about records. So yeah, like, I know that know. you had a few record questions. Um, yeah. So if you want to go ahead and ask those, I'd be happy to answer. Them. Dude, of course. Dude, no, like, so like, honestly, like, uh, because I like, seeing all your stuff, I was like, dude, yes, like, it's amazing. But like, what, what made you start collecting records? Like, what, what, what got you that itch? My dad. Um, no way. Really? Yeah, um, uh, he passed. He passed away um, in 2012. Um, oh, bummer. Sorry, man. No, that's okay. Um, but my dad was always um, my dad was always a music guy. Like uh, he didn't play an instrument. 
Um, he always used to tell me about this like uh, garage band that he had back in the sixties yeah. um, with his with his friends, um, and they were called the Shrouds. And yeah. I was like, Dad, what in the hell did you play? He's like, I didn't play anything except for a <laughs> badass lead singer, and I also had maracas. And I was Dude, like, What the yes. fuck are you talking about? You had maracas. He was like. <laughs> He was like, you know, we were playing like shit like the Rolling Stones and like the birds and stuff. And he's like, you know, I had those tight white pants on and like used to stick the maracas down, you know, in the front and like shake my hips, you know, like to the song. I'm like, Dad, what the fuck are you talking about? Stop talking right now. Like he used to talk about that shit all the time. But my dad was like, my dad was much older than uh, most dads. Like, like when I was born, my dad was 36. Oh, same so, with my dad. Yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, he was 36. My mom was 24, like total, you know, huge gap in age there. But like, uh, so my dad like grew up in the sixties and seventies of like, he used to go to shows all the time. Like he used to go see the stones. He's, he would tell me all these stories about how he would get like, so like fucked up and like go and, you know, go to these awesome concerts and, you know, went to see the Rolling Stones at this place in Cleveland. And some dude came out of a porta potty and, yelled like something you know yo let me see the stones or something and f- <laughs> fell back into the porta potty and the porta potty like tipped over and went oh! down sliding down the hill oh like, no dude that's yeah. so gross oh my god yeah dude he had all sorts of like crazy like <laughs> party stories like from all these shows he went to but he was <laughs> he was always like into music like he was super into like the stones and Ted Nugent and like all these like awesome bands and like then in like the eighties, like right around the time when I was born, like a f- switch flipped in him and he, you know, he always loved rock. He always loved, you know, uh the one of the channels here, QFM ninety six, like plays classic rock all the time. Okay. Um, but like a a switch flipped and he like he heard um Merle Haggard for the first oh. time. Yeah. Well, not for the first time, but like he heard a song by Merle Haggard. Um, I'm sorry, not Merle Haggard, George Strait. Um, oh, okay. He heard a song okay. by George Strait and he was like, he was on his way to go deer hunting and he heard that and he was like, okay, like this kind of speaks to me now. So like he became a huge country music fan, yeah. but he always kept his roots in like loving classic rock, like, you, know, you know, ZZ Top rush all that shit leonard skinnerd and you know he even loved like some obscure shit like he loved david bowie like big time like Heck yeah. it was it was crazy and you know steely dan like that's where my steely dan records came from so Heck yeah my dad was honestly the the guy that got me into vinyl collecting because on my 13th birthday um you know my dad, my dad didn't work. He was on unemployment for like my entire life because he got injured at uh, at his job when he oh. was um, younger, like when he was like twenty five. Oh, <clears throat> and so he like he was on unemployment, and then he you know didn't work, so he was a stay at home dad. Um, but when him and my mom split up, and you know I would go to his house every other weekend and stuff like that, and off and on weeks in the summer my 13th birthday rolled around and he didn't have a whole lot of money. So he, he was like, every time I would go to my dad's house, like I was, I was always into music from such an early age. Like I wanted to play music since I was a little kid. Like I, I fell in love with Hank Williams jr. When I was a kid and like, I wanted cowboy boots and a cowboy hat and I wanted to be badass. Like that's all I wanted (laughs) to do. 
So like I loved music and I would always go and sit in front of his record collection um, at his apartment. And, you know, just like I, he was the one who showed me like, this is how you play a record. You know, you drop the needle on here very gently. And, you know, when, you know, we don't skip songs on these, like, and I don't do that to this very day. I know some people will go to a specific song on a, a, you know, a, a record and like, not me, like, that shit's starting at the beginning and we're going to hear the whole fucking thing. <laughs> and that's, and that's it. And yeah. so he showed me, you know, how to, how to play a record, uh, how to handle them. And you know, I was always obsessed with like listening to new stuff. Like I was super like in, into like Led Zeppelin as a kid and the doors Heck yeah. um, for like at a really super young age, like at 13 and stuff. And you know, 13th birthday rolled around dad didn't have a whole lot of money and he was like you know what he was like i'm gonna give you my stereo and all my records for your birthday he what? was like i was like really and you know to like a kid you know like some 13 year old kid now be like what the fuck is a record you know where's exactly. my I- where's my ipad dad yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> like seriously and you know i was like holy crap like yeah that's a great gift and, you know, like, I, there was so much good shit in there. Like, he, he had such an eclectic stuff. Like, he had ZZ Top. He had country music. You know, he had, uh, you know, Rod Stewart, David Bowie, and Pink Floyd. All the, all the good shit. And it's like, yeah. he gave those all to me. And I was like, you know, this is, like, the greatest birthday present I've ever. And it was the greatest birthday present I ever received from him. Until he got me a vinyl copy of Tools Anima. Uh, so oh, that wow. was a that was another awesome birthday gift. But this that started it all. It was it was my dad, and um, you know my mom's always been into music. You know she wasn't a musician or anything, but um, uh, I was I was really the the first musician and the only musician in my family. Like no one um, on my dad's side at all played music. Um, my grandma on my mom's side, her mom. Uh, she played guitar and sang um but like you know that that's really i i didn't i just picked it up kind of like on my own naturally and in you know my dad giving me all those records and stuff it was like i was always super into music and like being 13 like that was the greatest thing in the entire world so that's how i got started collecting that's records. amazing dude that's so badass that's so yeah. cool to hear yeah, it, and you know, like Nick was talking about, like on his podcast, where you know, like you know, his his dad like went through all those different phases of like you know, okay, CDs are out now, so I'm not buying any more records and selling all my records, and I'm just exactly buying, you know CDs. Like my dad always like had records, and he always had CDs, so you know, that's 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 how it all started, dude. That that's that's really cool. I like I love that. It's like. Like I don't know that that's such a cool like connection to have with your dad also especially going down the path that you did and knowing yeah. that it, it really spawned from him is such like a like a another another heartwarming feeling and I like I love that that sounds so awesome dude like, yeah dude it, it it was really great and like um during like it was after the heartland time heartland days and stuff like that I actually lived with my dad for a little while before he passed away and um mm-hmm. uh. I would like sit at the computer and play music like all the time, constantly and listen to all these, like, you know, bands like Robinson and like Ed Gein and shit like that. Yes, yeah. 
and I I can remember playing Tower of Rome for my dad. <laughs> oh like, man. I will never forget this. And you know like how pit high pitched like the dude from Tower of Rome could get. <laughs> yes. And my dad was like sitting over in this chair, just like kind of like nodding his head. And I looked over and like his legs started going and he started doing all this air drum shit. And that, <laughs> no way. Yeah, dude. And like and then like the vocals like kicked in and shit. And then he was he stopped and he was like He's, I was like, he was like, are you all right? And he was like, that dude's making that sound come out of him. Is he hurt? <laughs> like, I'll never forget. Like, he's like, that, that dude's in pain. We need to help him. And I was like, no, dad, like, this is, this is the way it is. And he's like, oh, dude, that's, that's crazy. Like, it, so I would make him listen to like all these like really obscure bands, like death metal bands, like. I got into Cannibal Corpse like probably way earlier than a normal kid should. Like I was about <laughs> like I was about eleven or twelve years old when I discovered oh, wow. uh um what was it? Uh the Tomb of the Mutilated album. And you know, I was always like into that type of stuff. And my dad's like, I that was that was stuff he never really got into, like, but he would like stomach it, like listening to it with me. But Oh, that's yeah. awesome though. It was all thanks to dad, like, really, I think, with, like, my classic rock influences and, like, drumming influences, like, coming from, like, Rush and, like, that type of stuff. But, like, yeah, it was all thanks to dad's records. That's, dude, that's awesome. And, like, and also knowing that you're, like, I love that story about Tower of Rome, dude, like, but, <laughs> because I feel like if I showed my dad, he'd be like, why? Like, like, like is... why is this happening? Why are you, yeah. like... This sounds like war sounds like this sounds like you threw a phone on the battlefield. Like what's happening right now? <laughs> Dude, it's so true. And like, like, and to know that he would actually like sit through it is awesome. Like if I show like my dad, like some of my band stuff, he's like, oh yeah, this is, this is cool and stuff. It's just like, but it's just, it's not like he's going to listen to it or anything. It's just, no, like, he's like, Hey, like, can you like give me that cannibal corpse record that you, you played the other day? And let me, <laughs> let me peep that for like yeah. the drive to work. Like, Oh shit. Okay. We're, we're doing this now. Dude. If that happened, that would be the greatest day ever, dude. I'd be like, what <laughs> are you? So, so are you like a, a big vinyl collector too? Yeah. Like I, 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 uh, I started, I started collecting because of Riley actually, like, um, oh, okay cool yeah because my favorite band is the chariot and i got my first like chariot record and i was like oh man i'm gonna i'm gonna frame this and i remember this one kid telling me like oh if you frame it like it's gonna ruin the record and like i got really like disheartened over it and riley was like dude that's not gonna happen like and like because like i had i had no idea what vinyl was i just thought it was really cool to have my favorite record on vinyl yeah and, yeah yeah and then uh, after that, I just was like, oh, man, this is kind of cool. So I got every variant of every record that they had ever pressed. And Sick. just because, yeah, dude. And I was stoked. And then I like I started like finding other bands. Now I have like every Ed Gein record, even a test press of Judas Goats. And Oh, dude. Yeah. Now dude, we're talking. Dude, dude, <laughs> I have I have that test two of three and I got it from Hex Records himself. And oh man, that's dude, awesome. Dude, all I did was was message him and he was like, "Yeah, dude, like I'll send it to you." And I was like, "What?" Like I just dude, yeah, it was sick. And also like uh I even have the smoked EP if you if you knew about that one. Uh I have the test press of that one too. Like I I was, love Ed Gein. 
Was that the the one that came out after Judas Goats? No, no, that was Bad Luck. Bad Luck, and then Smoked came out like this, like 2019. Like that was the yeah, yeah, thing. yeah. It was the little seven inch that they did. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, dude, I got, I have that. Like, yeah. So I started doing that, and like, I try and get like all the bands that like matter to me like the most. I try and get like every variant. Like, there's of course there's a million bands that I would love to, but way too much money. But like for sure, yeah. <laughs> dude but, but like even even riley got me a, a hell songs test press which is insane by wow. daughters yeah yeah and and like uh dude still to this day like that's like like uh, that's the whole like a holy grail to me and like but like oh, yeah for sure dude and like and like my brother my brother doesn't like vinyl but he got me almost every color of like touche Moy's stage four record when it came out like just because <laughs> he, he knew i liked it and i was like oh that's so awesome so yeah. so you what's your what is your biggest uh variant collection that you have would you say it's the chariot it's definitely the chariot yeah that one um 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 but what was it um uh, what let's see like yeah because like the chariot and then honestly anything that josh goggin does like even 68 i have every pressing that they have and like yeah so like i think one wing like their last the last chariot record has like at least like six or seven pressings at this point and like uh-huh. and yeah dude so that's that, that i that, yeah it got me started there i love the um so i i never really dove deep with the chariot um uh-huh. I'm a huge fan of everything is alive. Yes. Yeah. And the first Norma Jean record, you know, that yeah. he was on. Yes. Oh my God. That record's perfect. <laughs> yeah, dude. Those came out like, you know, at pivotal times for like, you know, the MySpace scene too. Like, yes. You know, we were in the heartland. Like we, we loved, you know, that first Norma Jean record. And then the chariot album was like more grindy. And I was like, Oh shit. Like this is good. Yeah. And yeah, when you mentioned the chariot, I was like, "Oh yeah, dude, for sure!" Like, "Oh yes, yeah. yes, dude!" Like, and and then you started talking about variant collecting, and that is a you know another big deal for me, <laughs> <laughs> dude. It's because I, I wanted to ask you, like, like how, like, what band do you have the most variants for? Um, well, I, I there's only one band that I have, um, you know tons and tons of of variants for and that (laughs) is primitive man yeah i don't know if you've ever heard of primitive man i've heard of them but i've never listened to them i've always i've always wanted to but i just never have oh um they are a uh they're a doom band from uh denver colorado okay um they're um the guitar player and vocalist used to be um, in a band from way back in the day that we used to play with um, when I was in Dead Will Rise um, is when I first met them. Um, they were a band called Clinging to the Trees of a Forest Fire. Oh, that sounds badass. They are a sick band. They, they, you know, they, <laughs> no, longer, they no longer exist. Um, they broke up uh, many years ago, but then they formed again under a different name uh, called Vermin Womb, and it's very... I've the same that. the very same style of uh you know death grind and shit okay. like that but primitive man is my big my big mac daddy uh yeah. <laughs> of variant collecting um i'm still on the hunt for a few things um i 
I think I only need three co- three records um, from their discography to have them all. Oh wow! Um, but right now I'm sitting at fifty six items. Oh from my them god! <laughs> in my collection, <laughs> dude! What? Oh my god! Oh, it's dude, dude, you it's like ridiculous to them, dude. That's insane. Yeah, I have. It's it's every full length it's every split it's every ep cassette seven inch ten inch you know dude like and 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 you know primitive man is uh a band that doesn't fuck around when it comes to releasing music like they are constantly (laughs) doing it yeah like they they started in 2011 and they put out their debut album scorn yeah um I think it was 2011. I'm about 98% sure. Um, I can double check real quick. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, 2013. I'm sorry. Um, their debut album came out in 2013. And, you know, they have, you know, 15 albums, like almost like 15 what? albums, it seems like worth of shit, like 14. Dude. Like they have tons of splits um, that they've done with like other bands like uh, Fister, and um, they did a split with uh, this uh, black metal ish project, uh, one man band called Hell. Um, did a split with Unearthly Trance, Northless, Sea Bastard. I mean, they they have so much music, and for each album. Might as well have a hundred variants for everything <laughs> that it that it that it is. Like you know, like I, I it's hard to keep up. Yeah. But like you know, I went through phases of my vinyl collection of like getting shit, having it for a little while, and then you know something else would spark my interests. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I would be like, oh, you know, okay, you know, I could sell this to you know fund this sort of thing you know exactly, like yeah you know i i got really heavily into collecting firearms like i love guns like okay. you know and so like i went through this phase where i like stopped buying records for a long period of time for you know, almost a year almost and oh, wow. you know just bought bought guns and you know records occasionally so like but then like within the last like two years i really started collecting again and um I had sold off some of my primitive man stuff, you know, cause you know, their stuff fetches like big money, like damn stupid money. Like, you know, <laughs> paying like 70 to, you know, a hundred bucks for a record. Like, wow. Don't tempt me. I'll, I'll find something to sell and I'm going to get it. Like, yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm after it. So I'm, you know, I'm dedicated to it. And it's like Ethan, um, the singer and guitar player for primitive man, uh, he and I have been friends for oh, the what? last, yeah. Oh yeah. I met him back in 2008. So, you know, a little over 10 years, you know, <laughs> no we've just way. kept in, been kept in contact and just been real great buds. But yeah, they're the band that I have the most in my collection for. So I think with, with the only things on my want list from them, there's three actual albums um and then there's a few test press things like but like test presses to me like they're a pretty big deal like yes 
I had a friend in in the in the vinyl community. His name's Safi. He hooked me up with my first primitive man test press. Like I wasn't planning on getting any test press for primitive man. I just wanted every variant of a public release, and that was it. Exactly. And, yeah. Definitely. And he yeah he went to a record store in Philly, and the guy you know Philly's like home for relapse, and that's oh, the label okay. that primitive man is on, and. You know, he he. The guy was like, "Yeah, I got this. You know, back come back here in my my private stash." And like, yeah. I got <laughs> I got this relapse box. And he was like, he was like, "Hey, by any slim chance, do you have anything primitive man related?" And he was like, "Oh yeah, dude." He's like, "I got some cool shit in here." And he's like, pulled out a couple of records, and and then he uh, he pulls out this test press. He was like, "Yeah, I got the test press for their first record." And he's like, "I'm dude. gonna need." He's like, "I'm gonna need that." Yeah. <laughs> and so he bought it from him and then um sent me uh he was asked me for my address and I was like uh you know here it is you know whatever and he made this video <laughs> that night and he was like I went out to some record stores you know got some naughty shit and uh showed like <laughs> some of the stuff he got and he was like this one's for Chef Bing Bong and he's like he holds it up he's like fucking scorn test press he's like it's heading right your way. Dude, the dude dude. just bought it for me and sent it to me like out of the kindness of his heart. It was unreal. Like, you know, and and I I I have another friend. His name's Cayman. Um, he's Earthcrawler on uh, Instagram. Yeah. Uh, his vinyl page is unreal. He takes some nasty, nasty picks, like (laughs) like shit that's not safe for work. Like those (laughs) those picks are are fire. And he sent me. He had a copy of a variant that I was looking for. And I kept joking around with him. I was like, hey, dude, I was like, when are you going to sell me that, uh, that hell split, that splatter? And he yeah. was like, oh, dude, I can't sell it, blah, blah, blah. You know, can't get rid of it. You know, I love it. Maybe someday I'll, I'll let you talk me into it. Not, you know, didn't think anything more about it. And I would occasionally joke with him like, oh, you know, what's up, dude? Oh, you're just going to sell me that record? You know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's like, no, dude. He's like, I can't do it. And then... One day, uh, you know, I was working, kind of having a shit day, uh, you know, at the home office. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my wife hollered up the stairs and she was like, hey, babe. She was like, you got a record in the mail. And I was like, I did. No she was way. Like, I, was, I was like, OK, I wasn't expecting anything. And I came downstairs and, you know, looked at the return label, like to try and figure out where it was from. Like, I was like, maybe this is a pre-order I forgot about or something because exactly, that shit yeah. happens all the time (laughs) exactly like i'll order like shit months ago and it's like oh yeah here you go here's your pre-order that you you ordered like (laughs) oh i forgot about that yeah dude (laughs) so i checked the return label and it was from cayman and i was like you little shit dude and i opened it up man and it was that splatter dude and like it had this really really thoughtful sweet note like you know i know you've been really looking forward to trying to get this I know how deep into this, you know, variant collection uh, for Primitive Man. He was like, I found an extra copy. Um, so I bought, you know, a, it's a different variant, but I want you to have this one. So I at least still have a copy, but I wanted you to have this. And it Dude. was so heartfelt, man. And it, it's just like this vinyl community, like especially the one that Wax Vessel has brought together, like, Yes. These people are just like genuine sweethearts. And it's like, they want nothing in return. It's like, dude, what can I offer to pay you for this? And it's like, 
nothing, dude. Like, it's it's a gift. I you know I know how involved you are with this, and it's so awesome to see you build this collection. Like, I want you to have it, and I'm like, like I, I, and I you know a few people have you know done that for me from you know from this community, and it's just like, damn, I like I I have to try and figure out how to repay them somehow, like. Yeah, you know, I'm always like trying to like figure out like, okay, do they have this record? Maybe I could, you know, like get it for them and send it to them. You know, you know, I, you know, I'm always trying to think of some some way to like repay them somehow. So I'm, I'm still working on that, <laughs> dude. No, no, I trust me. Like that's exactly how I feel. Like because like Riley's told me about stuff. Like the way he got my Hell Songs test press was uh was. So he had, I think it was a, a two o'clock out of seventy, and mm-hmm. he, and the guy was like, "Hey, I'm I'm looking for a two o'clock, uh, uh, a two o'clock. I'll trade my Hell Songs test press." And then Riley messaged him saying, "Like, yo, are you serious? Like, I, dude, let's let's do it." And at this point, he had not told me that he was gonna do this, and mm-hmm. so I, uh, so uh, he he eventually hooks up with this dude and says, "Like, yo, is there any way that I could give you like?" And he also gave him his his uh, uh his other heavy heavy low low splatter uh, on like turtle nipple if you know of that band uh-huh. and, then, and then uh he said so he traded two for two so he got the hell songs test press and the two o'clock of a hundred and he gave him his 70 and then that that uh uh the heavy heavy low low record yeah and then, and then randomly he said like yo dude you have to come over and i was like okay like cool like and at this point, I was still really not going out of the house because of the whole coronavirus stuff. So, like, that was, like, the first time I ventured out, really. And, like, he uh, he says, like, yo, I got something for you. And I was like, okay. And I'm like, and my brother even filmed me. Be- and, like, he was like, well, I was like, what is it? And I'm like, he was like, here. And, and I see it. I'm like, what? Dude, I, I, I exploded. But like, Dude, you he, lost it. Dude, yeah, because, like, just like you said, like, this community, like, he's my best friend. But, like. Like just knowing that he had that in his brain is the stupidest thing on the planet. I'm like, dude, th- what? Yeah. Like, why? Like, this is like you gave up something you really liked for something lesser and gave me something out of it. It's it, it's such a it's such a beautiful thing, dude. I love it so much. It really is, man. And it's it it gives me hope for like you know vinyl's coming back and it's uh yeah. it's you know it's i i wouldn't say it's coming back vinyl is back and it's yeah like, yeah exactly it's, yeah <laughs> it's here to stay and like you know all these bands are doing such like like you know wax vessels doing their stuff relapse you know i'm a, I'm a big relapse guy so it's mm-hmm. like i love seeing all this shit coming out on vinyl and it's like i'm trying to build my collection as big as it is and it's like the people in this community, it's like they're willing to help each other. Like not everybody, not everybody is out to fuck someone over. Like exactly a price. There are people like that out there. Don't get me wrong. Like there definitely are, but it's like most of the time when you fall into like these communities and like, you know, stuff like that, it's like you find these people and it's like, you know, like Cayman and I like talk on a daily basis. Like we are, I, I consider him one of my best buds. Like, heck yeah, dude. <laughs> so it's like, you know, we talk about records, wings and fucking pizza all day long. So it's like, <laughs> you know, he'll, he'll say like, Oh dude, I'm craving this. I'm like, Oh shit. That's what I got to have for dinner. I'll dude. be like, Oh dude, I'm having wings. He's like, dude, you talked me into it. Like I gotta have wings. <laughs> you know, we just talk about food and, and, and records. And it's just like, you know, it, I'm I'm so stoked to like be you know having friends like that. It's it's unreal. So it's like 
yeah, that's it's it's incredible, dude. Like I'm I'm so happy about it. It's incredible. Yeah, dude, and like that that's that, that like another thing is like, dude, I would have literally never met slash talked to you if Riley was never a part of that group. Like, and dude, like I, like this has been like super fun. Like you're like all this dude, like all your stories are still blowing my mind. And like as well, soon as I'm you. off, yeah, dude, as soon as I'm off of here, I'm gonna go tell my brother that you were the drum check for trivium like that's stupid dude and like like <laughs> dude it's so sick and like like <laughs> like of course like i i a lot of people like kind of get off put when i say it's stupid but i mean that in the most positive way but like <laughs> like oh no like I, I get it like i i sit here and think like sometimes like that did i really just do all this stuff with like <laughs> you, you know like and you know not a lot of people get to have those experiences and it's like i'm very thankful that that got to happen with me and you know i'll cherish all of those memories forever man it's it was so fun and it's like i'm still making new memories like you know you know yeah. when all this coronavirus shit's over like you know who who knows what what will happen you know like love to get my bands out there and you know play some shows like I'm not yeah. one for touring anymore. Like, eh, I'm not really super into that. But like, <laughs> you know, I uh, I like being a homebody with my wife and my dogs. Like, those those are our kids, man. And it's just like, you know, we love we love chilling with the kids. We love watching scary ass movies and you know, <laughs> random ass TV shows and watching The Office and Parks and Rec like seven thousand times in a row. So it's like. That's what I like to do. <laughs> dude, dude, trust me. Like, I literally finished The Office, and then I started Parks and Rec recently again. Like, it's, it, dude, it's, 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 a, it's a vicious cycle that's not vicious. It's, a, it's perfect. I know, and, and, and those two shows just go hand in hand so well together. Exactly, dude. They're perfect. I love it, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, yeah. I, I saw you had a question, and I thought it was very interesting, but it was, like, something about, like, what if your life was a tv show or a oh. movie or something like that dude yes no like that's what i'd like to ask ask everyone like is like is okay so i'm gonna ask you if your band or bands were a tv show what tv show would it be oh man yep uh if my bands like the bands that i were in that i was in like if if you want to do like one specific band, every band, like a couple bands, like yeah, like 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 you could say like yo, the Heartland was like any show, like I don't know, like Friends or something, <laughs> but like oh okay okay yeah. I got you. Um, so I would I'm gonna I'm not gonna pick one specific band. I will lump them all together because <laughs> they have all been like so so different from each other and like. Yeah the dynamics of people that I've been in bands with. And even like when you asked me like how many like bands I'd been in and I said, I need to like compile a list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I wasn't exaggerating. Like I <laughs> sat down one day and I don't remember what I did with it, but I literally wrote down like every band that I've ever been in, whether it was like some dumbass garage band that I was in when I was 17 for like three weeks with my friends yeah, to yeah. like, you know, my most current project map in the museum. Like there were so many, like it, it, it was like 20 some bands. Like it was Damn. ridiculous. 
And there were some, you know, to me, heavy hitters in there, like, you know. And so I think if I had to, like, pick a TV show, um, I, w- I would probably have to say, like, The Office, because <laughs> yeah. I relate so, so well to that show. And, like, I, that show was with me through a lot of that time of my life. Yeah. <laughs> but I also think that it splits me. It's a three-way tie, honestly. It would be The Office, Freaks and Geeks. Nice, yes. And It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Just everyone being assholes to each other. <laughs> there, there is laughter, there is angst, and then there's fucking yelling. Like, <laughs> that is like... If you threw all the bands that I've ever been in in my entire life, that's, those are the three shows that would mix together <laughs> dude that honestly those three shows together would probably be the best sh- like collective show ever oh dude i would i would literally watch that yeah non-stop yeah exactly <laughs> I, dude i loved nick's uh response that he said was like adult swim or like tim and eric yes <laughs> like because that is some ridiculous Tim and Eric is some ridiculous shit that I absolutely love. Oh, me too, dude. So it's like I can, I can, I can see, I can see that like being a, a splash, like a little bit of cream or splash for like <laughs> at, at some you know little little pizzazz there. You know, add that <laughs> in there too. So yeah, that was that was hilarious. But I would say The Office, Freaks and Geeks, and It's Always Sunny for mine. Dude, that that dude. <laughs> That's so perfect, dude. Like, I just, I just like, like, I love hearing like Sunny just because, like, it's like, oh, dude, everyone is just screaming at each other, and it's just, it's constant, like, like no one's ever really friends. Like, they're just always trying to get they're, each other some way. They're always yelling, and they always yell, "God, <laughs> God damn it!" And I'm like, "Yes." <laughs> they're like, "Oh, God damn it, Charlie!" <laughs> you know, it's like. And they're they're always screaming at each other. Like there was a point in time where I was trying to watch that show, and I like had to stop because like they yelled at each other so much, I was getting a migraine from watching the show. (laughs) Oh man, it was it was so good. Like, yeah, dude, that uh, those those are my picks. That's that's for sure. Heck yes. Okay, I'm dude. I'm glad. Like, and like because that that's like like i because i feel like that's like one of the weirdest questions because like a, like my brother was doing like kind of like an i uh, like an instagram zine type thing for uh-huh. a while and like he it was a super cool layout it looked like it like he's really good at like photoshop so he made it look like it was like written on crumpled up paper and like it was really cool like anyways like he he would post he would post that on there and like bands would answer and i was like he stopped doing that for like for, forever ago. And then I was like, Oh, well on the podcast, I'm going to try and use that question. And it's, it usually throws people off. It's one you'll literally never hear on another podcast. And then uh-huh, like, for sure, it, it's just interesting to see what someone comes up with. Like maybe it's a show you've never heard of, or you're like, Oh dude, that totally fits your music or whatever. Yeah, for sure. And like uh, when, uh, when you sent me the questions, cause I was like, I, you know, I've never done a podcast before. So I kind of wanted to know what to expect. So like, I was like, Hey dude, send me those questions. Yeah, yeah, dude, send them right over, and I and I saw that one, and I was like, "That's really cool." And I <laughs> I had to really sit and think about that, like, and I I thought you were gonna ask like my life, like personally, like not music or band related, but like what TV 
excuse me, what TV show would like my life? Yeah. Be and I and honestly, I would say the exact same three. <laughs> <laughs> like so, like to a T. Like so, it's those three melded together. Like, dude, freaks and geeks are always sunny in the office. Dude, that's <laughs> that would perfect, be the name dude. of the show. <laughs> <laughs> freaks and geeks are always sunny in the office, dude. <laughs> Dude, I would love to see that poster, man. Oh, that'd be perfect. Oh, the mashup would be so good. Dude, oh my god. <laughs> dude. Dude, okay, well then like honestly, this is like the last question that I actually have written down and like if you can remember because like I know you've like had a like a at this point a million bands, but like dude, like oh, do you do you have like a best slash worst show that you can remember? Like you can like which one would they be? Ooh. Um, I definitely have an answer for the worst show. <laughs> because I love I, that. that. That's what like, everyone always says. It's something that you never forget and you never <laughs> shake off. Um, yeah. <laughs> I would have to say the best show. Hmm. That's a tough one, but um, I'll I'll have to think of that as I'm telling the worst show story. <laughs> For sure. Um, I mean, I've had a lot of great shows, and I've played with a lot of amazing bands. Actually, I'll uh, I'll tell you my my favorite show that I've ever played. Um, I I mentioned earlier in one of my um, other projects that I have for a grind project, Scum Guilt. Um, yeah the the dude that plays guitar in that band with me he it has a band called dismemberment and they're like a black and thrash band and they oh, are okay. so fucking good if you get a chance check them out dismemberment okay um they are the shit and um their drummer um hurt his hand really bad like almost like lost fingers whoa um he um I think he got drunk at a party or something and he had fell or tripped over something and um, got his hand caught or something like on a stone bench that like wasn't like glued or like cemented to well together and like got his fingers caught in it or something and it fucked his fingers up like real bad. Dude. And, you know, he was like, I don't know if I'm going to, you know, it kind of looked like he was going to lose them, but, um, but they like got them all fixed up and put them together and bandaged up. And I think he had to go through some like rehab and shit for it, but like he messed his hand up pretty bad and they had a show coming up. Yeah. Like (laughs) pure, pure luck that he does this, like two weeks before like a show like he wasn't going to be you know capable of playing like in two weeks like at all like i think his hands took like two or three months to heal like before he could even like pick up a drumstick like he like he was he was hurt pretty good (laughs) but um and it's funny because they um they refer to me as the fifth member of the band. So they always refer to me as fifth, <laughs> nice. as fifth memberment. So like, <laughs> it's so funny. I love those dudes so much. And they had a show coming up and they, 
you know, they were like, you know, what are we going to do? And so Jake was like, well, let's just ask James, you know, if he, you know, would fill in. And, you know, they asked me, they're like, hey, dude, we've got this show coming up. Uh, it's kind of a big deal. You know, uh, would you be interested in filling in for, for Taylor? And I was like, oh, dude, absolutely. Um, when is it? And they're like, it's in two weeks. And we have like <laughs> six songs that we're going to play. And I was like, oh, shit. Okay, well, where's it at? And, you know, they said where it was. And I was like, oh, badass. Like, who's it with? They were opening for fucking Gore Guts. Oh, my God. Really? Yes. And I was like, what? <laughs> okay. Sweet. I'm already nervous enough. Like, you know, <laughs> you know, thinking it's going to be like in front of like our just friends and, you know, girlfriends and wives, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, but, you know, we're playing at a at, at a big nice club with Gorguts and I was like uh yeah let's do it so that was probably my favorite show because I was the most nervous I'd ever been in my life yeah um you know respectfully playing songs that weren't mine you know oh, uh, yeah. fresh freshly learned so um you know um it was when colored sands came out from Gorguts they had you know they were fresh back like from their you know hiatus from like the early 2000s Wow. You know, they had John Longstreth from Origin playing the drums, like oh my god, Colin Masterson from Behold the Octopus playing, you know, bass. Like I was like, oh my god, okay. <laughs> so that was my, and I played the gig, and I thought I did an okay job, but they thought I did a really great job. So oh, dude, um, nice. That was my. I think that's my best show. Uh, you know, playing with all the MySpace bands, obviously, you know, that's like a, you know, awesome experience. And oh, yeah, definitely. You know, we are uh, playing with Primitive Man before, you know, that was a you know, big deal. Wow. And yeah. All that stuff. But uh, those that, that was probably my my best show. Um, the worst show I've ever played was with the Heartland. Yeah, um, <laughs> we had I had been in the band only a couple months at this point. And we played a small club in Columbus called Bernie's, which was a, a dive bar, always oh, smelled like piss type of place. Nice. Uh, so we ended up playing there. And at some point uh, between that night and the following morning, um, a lot of our, our van was broken into and a lot of our gear was stolen. Oh, dude. Heartbreaking. Like, yeah. Guitars, uh, amp heads my snare drum and all of my cymbals gone oh, dude dude it was heartbreaking so needless to say we were trying to you know get the insurance all that stuff figured out to get new stuff and we had a gig lined up at a skate park um in canton ohio yeah and so we were like we just recently had our stuff stolen like could you know one of the other bands you know let us use some gear yeah. they're like oh yeah dude we got you no problem no problem at all so we show up and you know we get there in just enough time to get up there put our stuff together and play yeah and we didn't have a you know good chance to look at everything but the drum kit that i was using I don't know what the hell this person was thinking, <laughs> but they had, they had must have like really thrashed the bass drum head, like <laughs> to the point where they literally had taken duct tape and made um, 
you know, where the beater hits like on the yeah. on the on the bass drum, like yeah. you normally have like one of those little pads there to help protect the head from breaking. Yeah, exactly. Well, it must have been way beyond this point because they had <laughs> layers and layers of duct tape on this thing. <laughs> and my my bass drum pedal that I used, the beaters I used were plastic. So oh, damn. It was so freaking hot in this damn skate park. And we used to open our set with the breakdown from Pantera's Domination. We used to open with that like for a couple of shows. And we went to play that. And the first hit with my bass drum... The damn beater stuck straight to the head. <laughs> and oh my I had God. I had no control over it at all whatsoever. And so <laughs> it dawned on me to use the my double pedal, so my slave pedal, and hit the other side to knock it loose. Yeah. And when it hit that, it knocked the right one loose, but that one stuck. <laughs> Dude. Oh so my god. I'm sitting here like not being able to play like bass drum parts and you know john turned to me he's like dude what the fuck's going on like i was showing him like dude i can't play on this thing like and it was literally the only drum set at the show what how i don't know like i dude like it was so embarrassing we we couldn't even play a a whole song damn so so that was literally the worst show i have ever played that dude (laughs) we we went we went back home with our tail between our legs on that one and it was like you know oh it it just seemed like bad luck at the time like all of our stuff had just gotten stolen you know we were using shit gear from who knows where it came from and like we couldn't (laughs) play so like we drove like an hour and a half two hours to play the show and you know I think we got paid, but I'm not sure. <laughs> dude, dude. That Even though we didn't only, play? <laughs> exactly. I was going to say, that's the only saving grace. And to know that that's the type of bait. Dude, that, that, oh my God. <laughs> it was terrible. That's terrifying to think about, dude. That, yeah, that was, uh, that was, that was my worst show. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> but the best show was the Gorgas show that, I mean, that was unreal. Yeah, that, that's ridiculous. That's insane. Like. But to like combat those two together, I, I like I lo- I love the dichotomy between them. <laughs> like oh, one yeah. is complete trash and one is just like pure gold. Yes, like, exactly. But it, you know, you you, you got to have the bad ones to respect the good ones. So exactly, dude. And honestly, after that show being so bad, like a- any any bad show could look great after that. <laughs> yeah, for sure, dude. <laughs> that those 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 were the ones, man. Those yeah. were the ones. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Dude. Okay. See, like that's th- okay. See, now this is the perfect place to end it because I love when it, when it ends on the bad show. Oh because, yeah, dude. <laughs> because the people are listening like, oh dude, this sucks. And that's like, oh, okay, we're well, we're ending it. So uh <laughs> But just don't forget about that good show that Yeah, we exactly. Had. <laughs> you know? It's like it's it it's in there, like it's in the books, like, but you know, here's this piece of shit show for you. Like, <laughs> don't forget that this can happen too. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, for sure, dude. I had I had a great time. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, dude, seriously, you ha- like I, I, dude, like like always talking to someone like that I don't know. I'm always I always go into it like thinking like, oh fuck. I hope I hope it's like like we can like get get along and all this other stuff and like dude this this went stupidly smooth it's like as if i've known you forever dude <laughs> that that's i i i feel the same way man and and you had such great questions and Hell you know yeah. i i was really stoked that you you know your buddy was even just like hey you know would you want to do this and i was like what am i gonna talk about so like <laughs> you know like like i said earlier like you know i really i really appreciate it and i'm I'm glad people want to know about like, you know, there might be somebody out there. I, I saw you did like an interview with somebody from Heavy Heavy Lolo. So I was like, that's yeah. pretty damn cool. So like, you know, like there's big bands out there and people want to hear their stories and, you know, what this person may be like or what they've experienced in their life. And yeah, I just I really appreciate you taking the time. Like, I, how long have we been going? Dude, uh, we literally three hours right now. Oh, my God. Dude, so what I'm gonna do, which is perfect, I'm gonna split this up into two episodes. <laughs> oh, perfect! Yeah, that's yeah, awesome, dude. Dude, this, uh, dude. So what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna stop the recording, but I'm gonna talk to you right after it, anyways. Sweet deal. Um, uh, yeah, like uh, I, I want to say thank you again. Um, Heck yeah, dude. Thanks if anybody, you. if anybody wants to check out my, uh, you know, Instagram page with for for records and everything legendary chef bing bong on the on the menu uh it's uh <laughs> chef underscore bing bong on instagram so if you like pictures of records and maybe occasionally a picture of my dogs you know like come check it out <laughs> <laughs> dude yes please please follow it because it's it's perfect dude that's so and, sick and the last thing i gotta i gotta shout out to uh my buds for listening and uh eat my butt <laughs> <laughs> That's for all that's for all my buds out there. Just eat my butt. I love y'all. <laughs> Hell yes, dude. Then Okay, well then uh, I'm gonna say a fake goodbye, so goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> and thus concludes the interview with James Watson. I'm sorry uh, that some guy just busted in here and started doing that voice. I apologize no, it was it was me. I apologize. again now I'm double apologizing, but no, seriously, that was I'm so glad to have had that interview it was it was so much fun so i know it was in two parts so i hope you guys enjoyed this second part i know i definitely like i always say i know i definitely did but i definitely did so it was it was just way too much fun to talk to him so again thanks to james because it it was too cool to hear all these insane stories with bands that you played with bands that you've played with like been in and all this stuff and it was just it was so cool. So uh, thank you to anyone that has uh, listened to it. And uh, um, again, thank you to James. And I hope you all have a good day. And I will talk to you later. Hi. Bye. <laughs> Bye.